have made change, which is and lasting change, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Well, especially when it comes from like when you're coming from a journey of diet culture, okay. you know, where like it only lasts. I mean, I don't even know how long. Like I've had diets where I'm like, that only lasts three weeks. Like now I'm off of it, you know, yeah. and I never want to do it again. And I hated it. Like, so it's, it's something to be said when you're like, I've been doing this for a year, not thinking about anything else or looking for any other solution or mm-hmm. you know, trying to fix anything. Like this is just how it is. Yeah. Lasting, but, lasting change, which is, is good. Welcome to Somatic Digest, the podcast, the place you come to find love, joy, and acceptance in your body. I'm your host, Kim, a registered dietitian whose mission is to bring tangible tips for you to build the ideal relationship with your body. I will be sharing principles to connect you back to the natural state of being. We will honor emotions and create conversations that will allow your nervous system to relax. Throughout the episodes, you will develop an understanding to what your body is truly telling you. I'm so grateful you're here. Be sure to subscribe. Now let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am really excited to bring you one of my first podcast interviews. I'm going to be featuring an interview that I did with one of my previous clients. I am so excited to have you hear about her experience in the program. We kind of talk about where she was when she, before she started working with me and then her transformations through some of her biggest wins, where she is now. And she also shares some advice for you if you are thinking about joining my program. So before we get into the interview, I just want to invite you to get down into the description in this podcast and click on the link to book your application call. I am booking my calls into March and my spots are limited. So you want to make sure that you schedule your application call. We go through a series of questions and I really like to make sure that you are right fit for my program because I know that my approach is not for everyone. So I really like to make sure that you are the perfect fit and that this program is gonna facilitate the change that you are looking for with your body and food. All right, so I'm really excited to bring you this podcast episode. Let's get into the show. Where would you say you were before we started working together? So in my relationship with food and dieting and diet culture, um, I was very much wrapped up in the control of what I was eating and how that reflected on my physical body. Um, And I was very much in the mindset of using food to always achieve a goal that was always body image related. Um, I've always been an athlete and my choices with food would kind of depend on like what my workout regimen was looking like. So how much I was or was not eating all kind of came down to that. Um, And then thought about food very much in the sense of like diet culture today. I've tried, I did every single 
different yo-yo diet, um, but all came down to like a goal weight or a goal way to look um, rather than how I was feeling. That's kind of where I started with my relationship with food. I carried a lot of um, past habits from my mom and grandma and growing up situation um, that kind of led me into this yo-yo diet culture world. Did you know about, have you heard, did you hear about intuitive eating before working together? No. The first time I had heard about intuitive eating was um, with you through Instagram. And I remember I'm, I must have been looking for like something diet related because I remember you coming into my feed. Um, and it was the first time I had heard about the approach of intuitive eating. Um, and it was totally different. I think after our initial call, I understood that it was going to be a lot more comprehensive than uh, what I initially probably thought. Um, but this was my first interaction with intuitive eating. Going from where you were, where are you now? I think I didn't understand before I went on this intuitive eating journey, how much food and diet and um, body image were consuming my thoughts. So post completing this, you know, course and kind of coaching with you, I feel like more than anything, it's just freed up um, space to fill my time and thoughts and energy on other things. So when I may have been meal planning in not like a healthy, fun way of meal planning and grocery shopping for the week, but meal planning of like thinking ahead to what I was going to eat and how much I was going to eat of something, I have now moved more towards like filling that with working on a piece of art or reading a book or a show. So I think it just has given me just a lot of time to think about other things. I don't know how, I didn't realize how all consuming food was in my mind in all sorts of facets of my life. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also a big runner. And so I think post, you know, working with you, I think about my exercise and my diet differently in more so trying to give myself energy to go on these long runs and not looking at the calorie counting thing, but more so looking at as what do I need in my body to feel good all day and be able to complete this goal that I have of X race or whatnot. Yeah. Is your performance on your races? Like, do you sustain, do you have more sustained energy to go on longer runs? I mean, yes and no. I think I was still like fueling my body the way that I needed to mm -hmm. before doing this intuitive eating course. But I think I'm more thoughtful about it now mm -hmm. um, and more in tune with what is going to give me energy. Mm -hmm. um, and if I like have a really fun night out and then have a big run the next day, feel like I can, I can tell the difference in my body. And so making different choices before I run is definitely something that I've seen feeling less sluggish. Like I always thought carbo loading for a long run for me would look like just a ton of pasta and carbs when in actuality, like a lot of protein and, you know, very like few carbs are, are fine. I feel great on a long run. So my choices are definitely different. Um, but I don't know if it necessarily affects. Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah. I just thought of this too. Do you notice like when, I know you said you have a lot more space because you don't, you're not spending your energy on obsessing about things anymore, which is amazing. But do you notice any difference in like feelings that you don't feel anymore? 
that come up, like maybe you had feelings that came up with food that don't come up anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've all, well, at least I had experienced the shame after like a big like binge. Let's say who you cut, co- you come home, you have a crazy day at work. I couldn't eat lunch because I was just on the phone all day and I get home and I'm like starving and need this big dinner. I think there used to be a lot of shame after that of like, oh my gosh, why did I eat so much? Like now I feel like crap or I don't feel good now. Um, and I don't, I don't have that same feeling of shame. Mm-hmm. Um, I travel a ton for work. And so oftentimes that means eating in airports, eating on the go and being able to do that regardless of like what I'm reaching for without feeling bad about it. And just truly looking at um, like a can of Pringles that I want to snack on or a plate of fruit that I want to snack on is both like things that I'm just craving and it's okay to eat. I think that has been really freeing for me. Um, And then kind of getting rid of this like goal size or goal weight has also been helpful and just being comfortable in the fact that if I'm eating things that make me feel good, if I'm um, eating what I want to eat, if I'm enjoying food and this is what I weigh, it's okay. And there's, that's being comfortable in like my natural size where my body kind of wants to be rather than just always striving for something feels really nice. Yeah. Good. And what would you say it was your, if there was just one bit of your biggest impacts from our work together, um, can you think of just one or a couple biggest impacts or wins? Yeah, I think that, um, Food can be fun. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a stressor. It can be something that is enjoyed and doesn't need to be controlled. And I think the biggest impact was probably just being more in tune with my body, more in tune with what I need, um, and toning down all of the thoughts around diet culture and body image and just focusing in on what I want to eat, what I need to eat, and what I feel good eating um, took a lot of the stress out of meals and yeah. snacking. So I think, yeah, that food can be fun was probably like the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. And I feel like it's so, even in just you saying that, I can feel that I'm like, oh my gosh, when you don't have to think about all that stuff, it's like, it's easier to just make a decision based on your like, this is just what I want. I want to make this decision and move on with my day instead of thinking about all this. So exciting to see. Um, What would you say to someone who was thinking of like either starting an intuitive eating journey or working with me? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. Um, I think one of the important things about the intuitive eating mindset and intuitive eating course and coaching that we did together was that it very much was unlike one, unlike any, any diet or any like nutrition plan I had ever done. So two, and so with that, going into it with an open mind, um, being really flexible and understanding that this is not going to be like any other diet or anything you've done before. It's very much about reframing how you think about food, how you think about yourself, um, and just trusting yourself and and listening to what you need in your body at any given time. And that's going to change and will fluctuate with seasons. Um, Having been a yo-yo dieter and done everything in the book, I can say that through our coaching, 
the mindset shift that's come afterwards. This has kind of been the only food, diet, body related thing I've done that's really been sustained. I mean, we stopped working together in the 2019, 20, no, 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking too, too many years back, 2021. So it's been over a year. Um, and I still have the same, I still use the same like statements and exercises that we went through in the coaching in my life today. Um, so like, can it be fun? You know, like practicing the exercise of like, am I actually full? Is this just really good? Coming back to, I was like a very much, and still am, you know, an emotional eater, but recognizing that and saying like, okay, wait, why do I want a bite? Why, why do I want to eat this whole thing? Do I, am I hungry for it? And I really need the energy or am I just really um, emotional right now? And what else do I need? Mm-hmm. So I think it goes kind of beyond food and more into um, the experience of understanding what you need and who you are and just is more of an adventure in that and exploration of yourself than just food. Yeah. It's easier too. I feel like when, when we come from a place of like obsessing or restricting in hopes to change our body, it's hard to focus on other things that we need because our primal needs are not met. It's like once we could meet those, then you're able to be like, okay, I know I don't need this. Or even if you do, even if you're like, I am really sad and this is comforting for me right now. Like you're making an empowered choice. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so there isn't any shame afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important in honoring your needs, your primal needs first, which is, you know, what we did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think too, for people considering the program who have tried other things, I think this is a different approach. Um, but just coming into it with an open mind, like I said, and then coming into it with the questions of like, what if food can be fun? And what if I can surprise myself? Like, what if my relationship with whether it's your body or food or diet culture in general um, could change? And I think that's something that's super important to be open minded to, because I think it will change. And you have to kind of be okay with that. Right. So that's important. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any anything else that you would add or any questions? Yeah. I'll give Kim a quick shout out because we didn't know each other at all when we started working together, right? We just knew, I just had an initial call with you from Instagram. Isn't that crazy? I know. Um, I kind of love it. I was actually telling Eric too, because when we go to Steamboat, I always think about you because I think you had just gotten engaged Mm -hmm. in Steamboat. And I was like, I'm just going to reach out. Like it was just such an organic connection that I made, but I'm like, I feel like I knew you or have known you. Like, it's crazy to think that I only met, you know, met you one, met you through Instagram, but two, like met you, what, two years ago or so, or not even, you know, like a year ago, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, that is so crazy. Um, but with that being said, I think would just give um, a kudos to you, Kim, for your professionalism, like the way that you followed up consistently, um, had like thought provoking questions the, it's not homework, but going through chapters and like, you know, things that you can focus on and work on were all very tangible, which was super helpful for me, very bite-sized. And then lastly, the fact that the program, you kind of ran the program and your coaching at an individualized pace, 
was really helpful because there was never any pressure of, I don't like to do things chronological. I like to move around with things. And there was never any pressure of like, we're going chapters one, two, three, four, five. It was kind of wherever I felt I was at, you were very flexible to move to, which I think that on top of your professionalism and follow-up was really helpful in my success. So thank you for that. I'm glad to hear that that approach works because I want I, I want to meet everyone with where they're at, you know? So I'm glad that that was something that you saw, you're validating that that's true and it helps you make lasting change because mm-hmm. whenever you're, you were, you know, had an issue or we had a pain point at that time, that's what we focused on. So mm-hmm. I want you, like, I wanted you to get the value out of this. You know, I know, I know the value of it because I live this way, but I wanted to facilitate the change in your life. So you ultimately led the program. Like I just helped you guide the mishaps that could come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, also, it had a lot to do with you showing up every day. Like every time you had questions, you prepared and you did the work after as well. So, right. yeah. Um, I also think it's, it's nice. Like we have ended our program but there's still principles I come back to, you know? Um, and I don't know if you, I don't think you required me to get the workbook, mm-hmm. but I did get the workbook and that was something that was super valuable to me. So mm-hmm. anyone on the fence about that, that's an investment that I think one really shows your commitment to yourself. And two, I think processing things by writing or uh, externally processing is so important when you're doing anything like this. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing that I would highly recommend people use as a guide with you just for like the journaling or like more of a yeah and I think I journaled in it in the book and now going back and looking at what I was journaling about it's also a good metric of growth of being like wow I used to I really used to think about things this way um or I used to feel this way about myself after you know a certain incident or whatever it is and I think that's just helpful in general. I like to reflect near the new year, right? And that's something that I've looked back on. And it's like, I'm, you're proud of yourself, right? You yeah. have made change, which is, and lasting change, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Well, especially when it comes from like, when you're coming from a journey of diet culture, okay. you know, where like it only lasts, I mean, I don't even know how long, like I've had diets where I'm like, that only lasts three weeks. Like now I'm off of it, you know, yes. and I never want to do it again. And I hated it. Like, so it's, it's something to be said when you're like, I've been doing this for a year, not thinking about anything else or looking for any other solution or mm-hmm. you know, trying to fix anything. Like this is just how it is. Yeah. Lasting, but, lasting change, which is, is good. I hope you loved that episode. I think it's kind of fun to just hear about the benefits of my program and that it is working besides working for me, right? Because we get kind of caught up in our heads like, yeah, Kim, but you're a dietitian. You have all this experience and knowledge. So like, of course, dietitians just have a different approach to food. But I love to bring that this is working outside of just me. I also would like to invite you to leave a review on whichever platform you are listening to. It would mean so much to me. And of course, make sure that you are subscribed so that you never miss a show. And if you know someone who could really benefit from 
any information being shared in these episodes, feel free to share it with them. All right, my friend, with all of the appreciation and love, I'll see you on the next episode.